Friday, and we are live. A lot of people, I was just saying to, um, we're just having a conversation now with, with Lianka. Um, a lot of people ask me, you know, whenever I say, whenever I start the show, I say, we are live. And a lot of people think that it's a podcast. To a degree, it's a podcast, yes, but um, we did start broadcasting live if i can say that on podbean and i've i've posted about it on our on our facebook page um so yeah we are live on podbean it's exciting because a lot of people listen to us from around the world so you get to meet a lot of um interesting people some of them are trolls but you know what can we do about that i'll tell you this um this uh, this weather, I tell you, it's like we're having a, a cyclone outside. There's like a sandstorm. I uh, it was crazy. I, I I'm still trying to get the sand out my mouth. It's really bad. I mean, everything's being blown away. It's, it's fencing, railings, people. I saw I saw one guy actually get blown off of his bicycle. So. Yeah, it's quite hectic outside, but um, yeah, I've got sand, I've got sand everywhere d- d- down my neck, and it's very uncomfortable. I kind of feel like that um, that Dido song. How does it go? What does she say in the song? Something about uh, she's got, she's still got sand in her vagina or something like that. I think that's how it goes. Yeah, I've still got sand in my vagina. Yeah, that's how it goes. So yeah, not too good, not too good at all. Anyway, hello, Lianka. Lianka. I guess the, I guess the the, the I guess we're not going live to uh, to to uh, to Breda this this afternoon. Let's see. Let me try again. Let's see if we can, uh, if if we can get her on. Hello, Lianka. I know she's here because I can I can hear her typing. Which is uh, which is hilarious. You see, this is what I love about uh, this is what I love about the shows that uh, there's not one show that just doesn't go perfect. This is the thing about um, about uh, about podcasting. It's hilarious. I never know that if I if I open up the the the, the line, if if there's anyone going to be there, and it's the same as when Natasha used to used to join us on the show. I never knew if if I if I open the line up and uh, if there will be anyone there. I'm kind of almost like, hello, is anyone there? Are we going to get her back? I'm almost pretty certain that it was a connection problem. Let's see. Let's see if we can get her back. I'm almost certain this is the this is the case. By the way, um, there's a lot of things happening um, that are going to be happening um, in the future. So stick around. Lots of exciting things happening here at Amsterdam Lab and going to start happening at Amsterdam Lab. Let's see. Let's see if she's back. Hello, Lianka. Hey, wait, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you crystal clear. Okay. Fantastic. 
Yeah, it must have been that sand, that that sandstorm making its way down to uh, where you live at the moment. Yeah, I was on the mobile data, so maybe something interrupted or like affected oh. the signal. Yeah. You see, I, I was just saying now that there's ne there's never a show that goes smoothly when I when I when I connect. Even the same thing used to happen. The same thing used to happen with with Natasha when she used to join us on the show. Even though she lives like. 10 minutes from the studio. Well, I... <laughs> so many more people are using the internet now. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a factor of things. I think it's, it's that, but also it's, um, you know, it's, it's probably this wind that's, that's wrecking carnage outside. I don't even know if my bicycle is still going to be outside. I mean, I, I put it in a, in, a, in a position that it won't fall, but nothing Wait. surprises me anymore. Uh -huh. Okay, so um, I don't know, like I'm on the house Wi-Fi now, but the signal is going in and out. Um, I don't know if you can hear me. Yes, I think I can hear you. And I think everyone else who's listening on, on Podbean can hear you. Oh, they can hear me, just I'm struggling to hear. Oh dear, sorry, sorry everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's try. And I mean, if, it, if it's not successful, I'll switch over to mobile data again. All right. Well, let's uh, let's find out what did you do this week because you said you're going to have quite a busy week. So I'm keen to know exactly how this went. Uh, yeah. So on Monday I did my internship. And how did that then, go? Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday I did various forms of art. Uh, I was working at the university. I did some pottery. Um, I also did some printing. I think I'm disconnected again, though, so no one can hear me. I can hear you. Oh, okay. So, oh, great. <laughs> so my internet is giving me weird messages. I did various forms of art, and then um, I also joined the workshop, um, and I had some uh, work to do for university. <laughs> and today I did some proofreading. So I guess it's not really that interesting, but like I had a productive week. And um, um, financially and creatively, so that's fantastic. Yeah, well, especially if, if there's finance involved, that's always a good thing. How did... Um, well, I mean, as a student, you don't earn that much, uh, no matter what you do, and there's also not that much time to work, but as a student, it was a good week. Yeah, well, I, I know. I, I used to be a student a long time ago, so I I know what it's like to to live on the edge. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm returning to university, so it's a bit weird for me to this late in life be this poor. But, you know, there's some other really nice and wonderful things happening. So that's great. And um, how did the uh, how did the internship go? Because you said that's that went really good. So tell me more about that. Yeah, yeah. So I do an internship at a cycling company and uh, I'm learning about like a technical uh, materials and textiles that you use for cycling and where to get the suppliers, where to source the materials. I or already know um, uh, some stuff about design. Not everything, but, you know, I, I have studied design, like fashion design as well. Uh, but I'm learning how to apply to the fashion market. And I'm currently working on a workshop. Uh, it's called, like, Context Mapping Workshop, where we will, like, uh, get the input from various, well, ladies in this case because we're working on the female web short um so we will work with various ladies um in the community and then get their feedback on how we can improve the product 
Oh, terrific. Yeah. Sounds like you've got a, a very good plan. Well, I mean, uh, I have a, a lot of experience as an educator. So for me, it's always fun to run classes and workshops. I like working with people. Um, of course, this is now once again uh, positioned or more focused on the adult experience as opposed to children that I was teaching for the past uh, few years. Um, but I have taught adults before, and I'm really, really happy to be back to teaching adults. <laughs> children are great, but they're a lot of hard work. Yeah, that that's that's interesting because I I interviewed uh, a a couple last year. Um, in fact, they're actually they're an ex, they're an expat couple, and uh, they they moved here to the Netherlands. And um, one of them is a teacher; they're a school teacher. I think maybe they're both teachers, if I remember oh, correctly. Yeah? Anyway, they actually said because um, uh, I asked them, "Do you prefer older children? Do you prefer teaching older children or younger children?" And I think. One of them, they both said, what well, they both said, um, or one of them said younger, the other one said older. Um, and yeah, then but no one ever says middle school. That is the worst age to teach. And they're like all hormonal and like crazy. So yeah, either the young ones or the ones like in senior high. <laughs> well, it's also, it's interesting because I, I, I also asked them, um, who is the better um, behaved student is it a female or a male student? And I think they both. I think they both said males actually. Well, there's this interesting skit by Louis C.K. that I sent to everyone with children, where he sort of like uh, he compares what it's like to have a boy versus a girl, and he's like, boys they do like dollars and cents damage. They're like woolworms, so they come into your house and like they bash things and they throw you with sand. And you can sort of measure their damage and sort of like the monetary value that they cause. But girls, like they fuck with your mind. <laughs> so he has like this whole thing. <laughs> and he's like, he has this little daughter that's five years old. And she made him break her sister's doll because her doll had broken. So the five-year-old manipulated him into also breaking the sister's dolls so that they both would have broken dolls. So I guess, yeah, I guess it depends on what you can handle. <laughs> if you can play mind games, then you can manage girls. But if you're okay with like being hit and like hit and beaten by sticks and things like that, then I guess, yeah, boys. That actually sounds, that actually sounds like growing up with my two sisters, with my two older sisters, because they used to fight with, they used to share Barbie dolls. And my one sister was... We still don't know, me and my other sister still don't know what possessed her to do this, but she used to steal my ones, my other sister's uh, Barbie dolls and then start cutting their hair off. We don't know what's possessed her to do this, but um, she said that she, you know, she was, she wanted to be a hairdresser, but that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's a bit freakish, a bit creepish, you know? I mean, but if you if you're a child and you learn that well, if your hair is cut, then it grows back. Then of course you're gonna like apply the same logic to the doll and be like, oh yeah, if I cut the doll's hair, the hair will grow back because that's what hair does. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's just a bit uh, it's just a bit strange. That's all. Um, 
Well, it sounds like you had a very positive week. I had a very positive week. Um, no, what of, did you do? Uh, I did a bit of work. I'm going to be starting, personally, I'm going to be starting some new things next week. Um, so I'm going to be occupied all of next week. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. a lot of, as I said uh, earlier when the show started, there's a lot of good things happening for Amsterdam Lab. That's oh, fantastic. Um, Yes, so yeah, I know. I I get a lot of people are a little bit, um, you know, they sort of like, oh, but you know, you're almost a year old, and you know, you haven't so far, you know, you you haven't ventured out of the Netherlands. Well, these things take time, for fuck's sakes. It's also been Corona, man. Like no one has been moving around. It's like a pain in the ass. Who wants to get like a freaking PCR stick shoved down your nose every time you like? switch like uh yeah zip codes well hey speaking of speaking of this um uh travel's allowed now so we can go travel um and the european union has also uh agreed to this vaccine passport but it's only going to be ready in july so we're still going to have to stick things up our nose yeah um someone was oh go ahead Someone was telling me that they don't like to do the PCR test because they have a concern uh, of meningitis. So she's saying, like, with those sticks, like with those cotton balls, they can actually insert meningitis because they go so far up your nose that they're almost touching your brain. Now, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I, I was like, yeah, that's actually maybe something else to consider. It's like the cotton swabs are not, like, that super sterile, and they really shove it in there. Oh, yeah, no, they don't hold back. Um and that's one of the reasons why I just want to get my vaccine over and done with because I don't want to have to stick something up my nose every time I have to leave the country. No, that's how they get you. Mm. So, but, you know, having said that, I don't even know when I'm going to get my vaccine. I was I was speaking with my, my very good friend in Germany, uh, the one who's pregnant, and... Um, you know, we're just having a general catch-up because, you know, I'm kind of just leaving her to one, to one. I'm letting her do her own thing because, you know, she's pregnant. She's got a lot of things on her mind. So uh, we had a catch-up uh, yesterday um, and uh, she was asking me, you know, so when are you going to get your vaccine? So I said, well, you know, we've got a, we've got a raging alcoholic as our health minister, so... I mean, he says he says a lot of things that don't make any sense, you know, which is what a raging alcoholic does say. And she says, "Well, you know, we've actually just we've actually got uh, we've actually got a kidnapped um, health minister because apparently in Germany, um, Hanko Maas, I think his name is the German health minister. Apparently, according to Germans, if you look into his eyes, he actually looks like he's giving you a message, like he's been kidnapped." And he's actually telling you, please help me, help me, please. I'm, I'm, get, I'm kidnapped. So, uh, well, I have some theories around that, but those do, do are tell. that's the avenue that I'm not allowed to venture down. Who says? It's not uh, well, <laughs> not relevant for discussion on this show. So, Who says that you you can discuss anything. <laughs> no, you said I can't talk about conspiracy theories. Well, let, so. let me let me hear it, and then I'll be the judge of that. Uh, well, on. I mean, it's related to the, the the COVID situation. I mean, I said oh. I said Hugo de Jong is a raging alcoholic. Now that's debatable. 
you know, and I won't be surprised no. if uh, if uh, Huka uh, Huka Mas or Hanko Mas, whatever his name is, is kidnapped because he does look. He does have that look. I mean, I described him to my friend yesterday as, you know, when you've I mean, we've we've all done this. I don't know anyone who hasn't. When we've all walked into our parents doing it, that's the kind of look he has when he's on TV giving a press conference. Yeah, but you know, if you do a press conference, you're just like communicating information that someone else wants you to communicate. So maybe he's uncomfortable with the information that he then, is then he shouldn't do it. putting out there. Then he shouldn't do it and somebody else should do it then. Well, I mean, like that's <laughs> unfortunately not how the system works. Because you know, if there's like a lot of pressure and, you know, if a lot of things hang in the balance, like your job and your reputation, etc. Normally, you're just going to like bend over and do what they expect you to. So. I mean, I wrote a really nice tweet to um, the British health minister, um, Matt Hancock. And uh, he was having a he he was doing a speech on Wednesday. He did a they still doing this daily Corona update. I don't even know why they're doing that. But anyway, I I, I was reading the, the, the news on my phone and. Uh, it was telling me, oh, at uh, six o'clock UK time, the health minister is going to give a speech, an update on what's happening. So I thought, oh, okay, let me let me see what's happening. I mean, I know more or less what's happening because I've got family there and colleagues from when I worked on the radio and all of that. So I'm watching this this press conference, and I've never seen such a a a boring uh, monolithic person speaking i mean I, i'm honestly surprised this guy is a health minister he's just if you look at him lianka he just looks utterly useless at just anything he does i've never seen anyone so uh, uh, unconnected with what's going on in the real world you know it's just it's it makes me wonder why these people are even um, are even in in charge of of supposedly looking after us. It just makes me. It just makes me. Uh, yeah, it just makes me frustrated. Oh God, have we lost Lianka again? All right, let's try that. Let's try that again. I think I'm just gonna every time I'm every time I'm talking. According to you, it's like the party of the health minister. Wait, body wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's start that again, because you you were mid conversation and I wasn't even gonna attempt to <laughs> to catch up to catch on to what you were saying. Wait, hang on. Let me let me let me call you back. Fuck's sakes. Uh, you see, I know, I I know exactly what the reason is. It's not because um, it's not because of 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 the wind. It's actually because politicians are secretly listening into us, and obviously, you know, politicians. It's all about us. You know, you how dare you say anything bad about me, or my friend in in British politics or in German politics? You know, we all we all dilapidated brothers. You know. You can't say anything bad about us. It goes against the polis the, the politics um, ethos of being a politician. You're not allowed to say anything bad about us. 
that's what I think is actually the um the case, you know. It must be so horrible not not to be able to um not to be able to handle the truth. Don't you think so? And this is why this is why I could never be um this is why I could never be a a politician because I could never go to bed at night knowing that I've just lied to however many people are in the country where I am giving this message across this message of hope I could never do that and that's why I could never venture into politics I studied politics but it was never something I wanted to do because this is the reason why but, you know some people enjoy that some people enjoy the whole you know lying to you and getting away with it anyway uh I am trying to get Lianka back on on the on the on the, on the phone. I think it's her network, because it's not me. I'm looking at my network connection, and it's telling me excellent, which is, that's never the case. All right, let's try this again. Okay, I think I'm online. All right, so every time I talk, I'm going to say Lianka, just to make sure that you're here. Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. <laughs> Sorry, man, the internet is not on our side today. Uh, Look, you know what? There, there are 99 problems in the world, but the internet isn't one of them for me, so... <laughs> I mean, yeah, like the internet has been crazy since the corona pandemic. Like, I don't know if anyone has a reliable connection anymore. Anyway, let's not give, let's not give, um, you know what I actually said before, whilst I was getting you connected, is um, I, I think, you know, it's not, it's not because of everyone's online at the moment. It's because there's, there's politicians listening to us and they don't like it when we say bad things about them or their uh. friends. Mm. So they just push the, the, the interrupt button on their keyboard. That's actually what happens. So what were, anyway, what were you saying? You you were saying something and then you came back into mid-conversation and I wasn't even going to attempt to uh, understand you because you were, you were talking, you know, you know when there is a bad internet connection and then the person gets connected back to you and then they start talking really fast because the connection tries oh, to catch yeah, up. That happens, that happens <laughs> as well. So what were you saying? No, I was just asking, uh, like, since you don't you dislike all the politicians, what in your mind or, like, in your opinion is, like, the ultimate politician? What quality should they embody and what should they do? It's not that I dislike politicians. I just, I dislike the fact that they, they, they think that they can do a job. They think they, they think they can be something but not do the job. And that's what irritates me. You know, it, it, it's the same as with you. And we've had this conversation. I've had this conversation with Natasha. I've had this, I've, I've, I, I've bitched about this so many times on the show. But it's, you know, if, if you go for your internship at this bicycle company, you know, although it's just an internship, you are expected to do your, do the best that you can. Right? Yeah. No, 100%. Like, and they that, would stop the ink. They would they would halt it immediately. Exactly, and that go and that's the same as a politician. If you want to be a politician and be in people's lives and supposedly supposedly tell us how to live our lives, you better do your job then. 
you know, you can't have your cake and eat it. You can't tell me how to supposedly live my life, but not do your not do your own job. So that's what I dislike about politicians. But, you know, we've had this conversation, and unfortunately, that's just how politics is. Yeah, no, it's the, not necessarily the people with the best temperament or intentions make it into politics. No, and th- this is the reason why I never pursued a career in politics. I studied politics. Oh, okay. That's but uh, I never wanted to pursue. A lot of people say, you know, why didn't you pursue a career in politics? It's because... I, I could never go to bed at night knowing that I've just lied to 17 million people. How do you go to bed at night knowing you've just lied to people and, I mean, be, and be able to why, sleep? That's probably why the German minister looks the way he does, because there's lots of lies coming and out. And that's probably, that probably explains why Hugo de Jong drinks a lot. I'm guessing, by the way. I'm not starting any conspiracy theories here. I'm just I'm guessing because... The amount of shit that guy talks, uh, he just sounds like an alcoholic. And I have experience of people who were, who were and had very bad alcoholic problems. And yeah. they used to say a lot of shit that made no sense at all. I mean, the the figures, the the, the weekly figures for uh, Corona um, vaccinations around the world. Um, I, I tweeted this, by the way. I retweeted it on my Twitter account. The Netherlands has yet to appear in the top 10 of, I think it's 100, one in 100 people or something like that per vaccination around the world. This guy has come on television and told everyone that from this week, by the way, from this week, a million people will get vaccinated. Oh, and, yeah, I heard that. And if that's the case, how come we aren't appearing on this this population of 1 in 100 people or 101 people, whatever it is, being vaccinated? Because if a million people are getting vaccinated, we should be at least in the top three. But, you know, a politician lying? <gasps> Never. I, I I've never heard of that. Have you heard of that? A politician lying? I mean, I think that's basically sort of the requirements for the job, the, psychograph- the psychographic requirements to pursue such a career. Well, this is the thing, and this is why I never wanted to pursue this. But anyway, um, I see that. I don't know. I don't know about you, where you are at the moment, but I. I see that uh, face masks don't seem to be a big thing anymore. I mean, I was chatting to our receptionist here um, in the building that we had because I had to uh, um, settle a few things. Um, and no one was wearing any face masks. I was there. And Where there's was this? At our, at, our, at our headquarters at Amsterdam Lab. You know, usually there's even signs, you know, laminated signs that say you must wear a face mask. But I haven't seen any of these around the building. No one's wearing face masks. Mm. So, again, this just shows me that face masks is just a political tool for politicians well, to use. I've, I've thought that for a while. Uh, face masks, it's like, a, it's like a safety blanket. It's good for the optics. I mean, it's, I guess people were wearing it to show that they had consideration for other people. And maybe it made other people feel safe when... You were wearing a mask, but um, I mean, it does catch spray if you're coughing and sneezing, so uh, like particles don't go flying everywhere. But 
as far as like airborne particles are concerned, it doesn't really do much. So the thing is, you're going to get sick regardless. You know, Unfortunately. Wh whether you go to your parents' house or whether you go to your boyfriend's house, or if or if you if you happen to be walking on a on a high street, whether it's in in Kinkastraat in Amsterdam, or if it's where you are, or if you are walking in the airport, or where you're gonna get it. It's it's a face mask is not gonna save your life. I've had this argument so many times on the show, but I'm at a point where I'm just like, you know what? Because a lot of people, and trust me, there are a lot of people in this world who still believe a lot of this unproven uh, evidence that you know face masks really save your life. I mean, there was a there was a stage where politicians were saying to you that you actually have to wear a double face mask now because wearing one supposedly doesn't help. So that just settles my arguments. If one yeah. face mask doesn't help, uh, it's not going to help in general. It doesn't help. And like I said, it's like if you're coughing and sneezing, it catches like the spray. So I guess it's good for preventing that. But in the case of Corona, it's like this, the cough and the spray. Uh, I mean, people with those symptoms normally stay home and not a lot of people who have Corona don't even have those types of symptoms. So it's kind of like, it's better maybe for preventing the transmission of colds and flus. But even even so, I mean, like there's like microscopic particles that can move through the textile easily. And especially if it's not sealed properly around the nose and your cheeks and your chin, which most masks aren't, like it doesn't really help so much. Look, I don't want to harp on this too much because there's a lot we have to get through on the show. Okay. But um, th this place that I live at, right, it's, Quite a, it's quite a it's quite a social place that I live at, and if you go downstairs, um, you know we've got a re there's a reception where people you know receptionists work and all of that, and at a, at, at a certain point this year they made it mandatory to wear face masks until you go to your room. So you have to walk in the aisle and the, and, and you know if you go in the lift you have to wear a face mask. Mm. You know if if there's a there's a there's people are just like you know what. Why must I wear a face mask now? Because what people are doing, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm one of these people where I literally only put my mask on as I'm walking through the main door, so the, you know, just to please the reception, because I'm not wearing it after that. I take it right off. But today, I walked straight out because I said, you know what? If no one else is doing it, I'm only going to use it unless you tell me to. And they didn't even flinch. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, well, there's, there's a lot to get through on the on the show today. Um, I uh, because there's so much dust at the moment um, here in in Amsterdam. I mean, I'm I'm sneezing like a a possessed person, um, and it's so bad. My face is getting really irritatingly itchy. So I had to put um, what do you call that? That um. um Black uh, charcoal stuff you put on your face, that face mask. What do you call that thing? You know what well, you know what I'm talking about. You you put, yeah. you put it on your face and you peel Something it off. With charcoal. Yeah, I put that on my face last night. I tell you, my face it's almost like my face could breathe again after I took that stuff off. Um I mean I don't sh I haven't shaved for a very long time. But the best way I can describe it was 
where I put the stuff on my face and I, and I peeled it off, my face was so silky smooth. That's what it used to feel like when I used to shave. Mm. It's got that nice silky smooth feeling. Oh, my God. I had the best night's sleep just because my face could breathe again. I'm probably I'm probably going to have to do it again tonight because of the sandstorm that I was caught up in on the way to the studio. But um, it was it was such a a a a great feeling to to have. You know, the moment yeah, you start taking it off, you you can f- almost like feel your face is going. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, those masks are great. I also love them. Mm. I I don't care what people think. I I put that stuff on. You can call me gay or homosexual, whatever you want. I don't care. I look after my face. Yeah, you should, man. Everyone should. It doesn't matter what persuasion you are. Mm. No, screw those people. Now, um, I was having a look on uh, on the Skyscanner app on my phone because, you know, as I said, countries are opening, uh, are opening it up around the world and um, they are dropping Corona uh, just as if it was a TikTok craze because, you know, all of a sudden, countries that um, countries that were really bad are now saying, no, no, you can come to our country now. So it's almost like it was a TikTok craze that governments were using to make us stop traveling. Um, now, one of these places is South Africa. Um, mm. You don't have to um, quarantine when you arrive in South Africa. Oh, not anymore. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Only when you come back to the Netherlands, but that's all going to change as well. So... Yeah, depending on where you are traveling, you don't need quarantine. So that's terrific. So I might, you know, maybe in the future, I might go to South Africa. Um, but speaking of South Africa, Sir, Sarah Ramaphosa was, um, he's in France, by the way. Uh, oh, really? What's he doing there? Well, he's actually, he's getting on, well, not just him, but a few African leaders are getting on their hands and their knees and they, they, um, Begging Emmanuel Macron for some money. Mm. Um, and also, um, supposedly, uh, Western countries are not sharing their fair share of vaccines. Oh, yeah, that I heard. So, Sarah Ramaphosa is there to say, look, you know, you can, you can take whatever you want from South Africa, but we also want some, we also want some of the vaccines. So, it's more of like a, um, a political thing. So he's in France, um, and he was he was being interviewed on France Twenty Four, which is a uh, a news network in France, um, and he was he was also asked um, by the interviewer uh, about a possible third lockdown in South Africa, mm. and uh, this is what um, this is what Ramaphosa had to say in the. Um, uh, in the interview about a potential uh, third a third lockdown, um, he's not he's not um, cancelling it. So have a listen to what uh, Ramaphosa had to say um, in uh, in the lockdown uh, for a potential third uh, lockdown. And it's not forever and in a day. Are you entering a third wave in South Africa? And are new tightening measures on the horizon very soon? Well, we've been seeing the emergence of a Really, what we think could be a third wave coming oh. through. Oh. We're going to be watching. We are watching oh. it very closely. Okay, if what are you going to do about it? We are ready. Are you? We're getting. We're gearing mm-hmm. up a whole number of measures. 
Well, this issue of a lockdown is Are you going to close bottle stores again? Only be looked at oh. on, depending on the severity of the of the third wave. Hmm. Right. Uh, the French president is So basically he's saying, look, there is a third wave. We might not go into a lockdown again because we've seen it's been economically damaging for our country, so we might not yep. go into a lockdown again. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't want to admit it on the global stage because he doesn't want to like deal with the backlash, maybe. Sure, there is that. And also, we all realized we, we all realized just how much South Africans depend on their cigarettes and their alcohol. And that's what mm. cost the country a lot of money by closing bottle stores and the ban of tobacco. Well, I mean, everyone I knew got hold of alcohol and cigarettes regardless, just at inflated prices. Mm. I mean, no, of course. So they'll they'll always get their hands on on alcohol. I mean, so many people died in Brackpan from that moonshine stuff they were drinking. <laughs> so very sorry, people in Brackpan. Yeah, if if people will find if people are addicted to something, they'll find they'll find out how to get it. Um, he was also asked about Jacob Zuma and his uh, and um, and his court cases. Um, getting suspended on a continuing on a continuing basis. Now, listen to how Ramaphosa carefully works his way around the question as if he has nothing to do with the court case. To your uh, predecessor, uh, Jacob Zuma, he's uh, standing trial on corruption charges, uh, especially for uh, a deal with a French company, Thales. Uh, the deal, the trial has been postponed again, again and again. Uh, do you think he's trying to escape justice? Yes. Well, I don't think he's uh, escaping justice. If no. he was escaping justice, oh. he would have run away somewhere, but he's not. Well, he can. He is uh, uh, obviously uh, corrupt to exercise oh. his rights Oh, as a person he's got rights. who is accused. He says it's a witch hunt. Uh, well, I think, you know, uh, he would want to say that, but it isn't. He knows very well that uh, our justice system it's terrible. Justice system is a fair justice system. Really? And mm. our democracy is a robust democracy mm. that enables all these things to happen. And when one is found not guilty, uh, it basically means that you're not found guilty. Mm. Oh. So there will be a fair trial. Yeah. There uh, will be a fair process that not only former President Zuma has to go through, but anyone right. who is uh, uh, found uh, to be needing to go through a process like this. Hmm. So basically he's saying, look, you know, I I am supporting him, but just not on the world stage. I want to show that I'm the I'm the innocent one and he will get a fair trial. In Cyril's defense, like there's been like so much conflict in the freaking ANC. There's so much infighting between them. Like he's probably walking on thin ice as it is when it comes to Zuma. I don't think he can say anything really. You know, I was so happy, to be honest with you, when, when he did get elected at the conference yeah, at, at Nasrik, because I thought, you know, finally, a guy who's well uh, tuned with the international community, he's got a lot of connections. Obviously, he was the guy, Ramaphosa, he was the guy that brought McDonald's to South Africa and all of these big... Um, oh, was it him? Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. He brought a lot of big international... Um, companies to south africa hey, globalization hmm. so you would have thought gee this guy is this guy knows what he's talking about and i'm very disappointed but it's not 
entirely his fault because unfortunately it's not him who runs the ANC. He's the president of the country, but in regards to the day-to-day business, it's not him. It's Ace Magoshulu and um, um, all these other people who are running, are pulling the strings in the ANC. Yeah, no, there's like the the relationships in that party. I mean, they're so divided. They're just like hanging on and like tolerating each other because they, they don't want to slide back into the old days of apartheid, I guess. So, you know, tolerating each other is better than well, what they what the situation was before. It's but just, yeah, there's there there there's no love lost between the Kosas and the Zulus normally. <laughs> no, unfortunately there isn't. Um but let's see what happens. Apparently he's going he's gonna get a fair trial. See my or well, you can't see my sarcasm in my face, but uh suppose he's gonna get a fair trial. Anyway, now a a section of, of ice almost four times the size of New York City. Mm. Uh, broke off Antarctica into the ocean uh, on Wednesday. Uh, the European Space Agency says that uh, the slab has become the largest iceberg afloat in the world. Although, listen to this, the European Space Agency says it's part of a natural cycle uh, with some ice shelves along... With some ice... With, let me try that again. With some... But- ice shelves along the Arctic uh, Peninsula having undergone accelerated melting, uh, which is a trend that experts attribute to climate change. Mm. Um, now, an independent commission has recommended that the, that a statue of British imperialist Cecil Rhodes should be removed. Uh, the commission voted in favour of removing the statue and also encouraged a governing body to publish a statement of its view concerning uh, its association with, with Rhodes. Now, I can just imagine all these people from Durban. By the way, this is, um, this is in the UK, but I'm just using Durban, oh, okay. I'm just using Durban as an example um, because there's a lot of these people. And I, I spoke about this uh, I can't remember when, but I spoke about this on the show, and I have a I, I've got a thing with certain people. Um, it's not all people, but it's certain people who just don't want to admit that they have issues with certain other people. And one of these one of these people are from these people are from Durban, and you know the th- the problem. One of the things is you know they they want to try sound intelligent, but. You know, the problem is because they talk like this, they've got this nasal problem. I think it's because of the, the ocean, uh, the, the, the salt air. And I'm from Durban, you know. And they want to try to sound like they're intelligent. Like, yeah, yeah, like this, this government is, is so corrupt. I'm just, I'm going to go to England because, you know, my grandfather, my grandfather's from England. He's, I'm going to go to England. So I have a huge problem with, with people from Durban. Mainly be- I haven't met many Durbanites so in my life, mostly Pretoria. You don't Joburg. want to. You don't want to. And the Keep problem talking. is they all live in England. That's the problem. Ah. And that's where their true colors all come out. Um, and by the way, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to sue my parents because I was born in Durban. Uh. So I'm still, still trying to figure out what I'm going to say to the solicitor. Um, but I have a huge issue with these people from Durban because... Th- they don't want to admit that they have a problem with certain people. I don't mind if you have a problem with certain people, but it's when you 
just like Sarah Ramaphosa, you carefully work your way way around the question. Just admit that you don't like black people. It's that simple. Anyway. Um, Is this the issue that you had with them in the UK? Uh, yes. No, really. Oh. I I couldn't believe. I, I met people, right? I, I shit you not. I said this to Natasha um, uh, some time ago. I met someone the same age as me from Durban who had a tattoo of the old South African flag. What really? That mm. is pretty extreme. No, really. Wow. And he lived he lives in he lives in the UK because, you know, his grandparents are British and you know, he he doesn't like black people and all of that. And he was very open about it. There's a lot of like diversity in London as well. Well, like not people from all ethnicities live in England. Well, yeah, well no, it's not just London, but the, the problem with the UK is they encourage it, and that's why. And I, I again, if you if you if you go to the UK and they know you're from South Africa, it's almost like they they know that they can be racist around you because they know South Africans are racist. You not know? all South Africans. Well, the ones that go to the UK are generally racist. Uh, that's why they go there. Uh, Trust me. I can't think of any other place where you want to start off a better life. So, I don't know. To me, if you go to the UK, you've just failed in life. But that's just my opinion. You can argue with me. You can, you know. But that's just... I lived in the UK for 12 years. I, I've, I've seen everything that the UK has to hide from the rest of the world. I've seen everything that they don't want you to see. And it isn't what they, it isn't what they tell you it is. Well, in all honesty, I lived abroad for a long time as well. And you know what? There's no place like, oh, I miss South Africa a lot. It's just sad about all the crazy, crazy stuff that happens there. Well, look, South Africa will be South Africa. It's just one of those things, you know. Look, if you want to move to another country because, you know, you you have an issue with either the, the government or black people, then fine. But don't encourage other people. Because that's what irritates me is that, you know, the moment you, you, you move to England or the Netherlands or wherever it is, you know, a lot of people join these groups and then they start saying a lot of shit about South Africa, which you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. no, they say terrible things yeah. online. Yeah. So I have, I've got no issue with you moving, but shut the fuck up once you've moved. Yeah, I also agree. But it's because they miss home as well. But then you should move like, back then. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly my point as well. But you know, I, I, look, you know, there's people who I'm part of this this group. I don't know if you're in the same group as me. It's the South Africans in the Netherlands group. Oh uh, yeah, I'm on all those groups on Facebook. Now, there's people who actually ask in the group, "How can I watch CakeNet or how can I watch Super Sports?" If you want to watch Supersport, go back to South Africa. You know, it's just, uh, anyway. Woosa, woosa. <laughs> your breathe, wait. Now, a new study finds that even moderate drinking harms your brain. Oh, dear. Mm, yes. Now, moderate drinking um, adverse, adversely affects nearly every part of the human brain, according to a study of more than 25, according to a study done by, should I say, more than 25,000 people. Uh, researchers say that there's no threshold drinking for harm. 
uh, any alcohol is worse. Pretty much the whole brain gets affected. Uh, so should everyone stop drinking now? They already they already came for cigarettes. I knew alcohol was next. They came for cigarettes, then meat. I knew alcohol was next. To They're be taking our freedoms away. They're taking yeah, our liberties away. But as I said, you know, people will find ways to uh, to do it anyway. So regardless of that, um, the remains of a human of the remains of a man found on a South Australian beach more than seventy years ago will be examined. Uh, in the hopes of solving one of the country's most puzzling mysteries. Uh, several theories have emerged uh, of this man's identity, from a Cold War spy uh, to a rejected lover. Oh, that's all, those all sound like great stories. Mm. Uh, Australian police say advanced, advanced DNA techno technology have made the examination more worthwhile uh, due to the intense public interest. Shame. Yeah. Can you imagine if he actually was a rejected lover? Shame. Poor guy. Well, I mean, for me, it would be more interesting if he was a Cold War spy. Na, na, na. Mm. Yeah, there we go. That, that, that's the tune I had in mind. Uh, now, Bill Gates, indeed, did have an affair with a, a Microsoft engineer six years after he married Melinda. We were, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we knew this already. Well, I... I presumed this. Um, a representative of Gates confirmed this. Now, uh, Bill Gates and Melinda um, have announced that they are to do are to divide a a marital fortune estimated estimated should I say to be worth one hundred and twenty four billion dollars. No one should have that much money. Like seriously, guys. Hang on. How many zeros are in a billion? I'm going to work um, this out. 12. 12. I'm going to half this. Where's my calculator? I think so. I'm going to half this. Where's, where the fuck's my calculator? I'm going to half this. So, 1, 2, 4, and you said 12, 0. So, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Uh, divide by 1. Yeah. Let's see how much they're going to get. Oh, so they so basically, okay, so they, they're going to get... Uh, almost, almost the same amount of money. No, wait, that's not correct. One, two, four. One, two, three, four. Five. There's nine zeros in a billion. Sorry, that's my right. mistake. One, two, four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Divide by two. Oh, so they're gonna get sixty-two billion dollars each. I told you, Melinda's clever. She said, "Okay, well, I'll divorce you then. She'll settle well." Yeah. Sixty-two billion dollars. Hmm. You should go like knock on her door and be like, "Yo, what's up?" I'm th I'm thinking of doing that actually. I mean, sixty-two billion dollars. Wow. Uh, and lastly, in the news, uh, young people in Britain no longer think the country should keep uh, the monarchy, with more than, uh, with more rather wanting to elect a head of state. Uh, a poll a poll today reveals. Uh, now, the poll conducted by YouGov says 41% between the ages of 18 and 24 think there should be a head of state compared to 31% wanting a king or queen. Oh, wow. So 41 versus 31. And then what about like the other 70% or 28%? Uh, well, that's the older majority. So they're still in favor of, oh. of, um, the, of the monarchy. And if you ask me, I think you, you should just get rid of it because firstly... 
it costs a lot of money to keep them there. Secondly, the British monarchy is very corrupt. And thirdly, there's a lot of pedophiles within that monarchy. So three reasons well, for you to get rid of it. Well, a lot it. of pedophiles where rich people are always. Exactly. So. And if you really think the queen cares about you, think again. She does not care about anybody in the country. Don't let those, don't let those Christmas Day speeches, those New Year's Day speeches, those Easter Day speeches, the Queen's birthday speech, the Queen's jubilee speech, whatever they, whatever you want to call those speeches, she does not care about you. Anyway, that was the news. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend, uh, Lianka? Anything planned? You said you're going on Sunday to uh, uh, your friend's house. I'm going to go cycling with my uh, stepsister on Saturday and Sunday. We're going on a girl venture, a bike, bikepacking girl venture. Where, where are you going? Which area? Uh, Harlem. So that's why I'm passing through Amsterdam. You know, I have never, again, I've never been to a, I've never been to a Den Haag. I don't know what it's like there. I've heard it's really nice. Nice. That's a really nice city, man. I went there the other day. Hmm. I've heard, I've heard really positive things. Maybe I'll go there at some, at some point. Um, yeah, it's lovely. Go to the beach as soon as the weather is a bit better. Okay. Very nice. Um... I've actually got a birthday party I'm going to tomorrow. Oh, that sounds like fun. Funny, it's two people turning the same age. So oh, oh. a boy and a girl. So yeah, that's going to be very interesting. Despite the rain tomorrow, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm just looking forward to doing stuff that humans are supposed to be doing, which is interacting. Yeah, having a life. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that Sunday. I have no idea. I'm probably going to binge watch something on Netflix, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see how sorry I'm feeling for myself on Sunday. <laughs> All the alcohol I'm drinking. Yeah, nice. Monday is a public holiday. So yes, I believe so. What is this What is this white Monday? What is this all about? Do you know what oh, it's about? I have no idea. I'm all for New Year. It sounds like a racial thing. Is it called White Monday? Yeah, W-H. It doesn't have an E at the end, so W-H-I-T. White. That's probably Wit. Wit. Wit Monday, yeah. It sounds like a racial thing, so. I mean, why can't they they just have Black Monday or All Color Monday, you know? (laughs) Anyway. All right, everybody. Have a happy, happy, happy weekend. Um... And uh, we will chat on Monday. Uh, Lianka was supposed to be here, but uh, she had some other things she had to do, which overlapped. So that's why she's not here. But uh, you are going to be here on Monday, correct? Or uh, yes, I'm going to try my best to come through uh, to the to Amsterdam lab before going home for my bike tour. Well, I must say, wh- wh- whatever you're doing at the moment, wherever you are, your internet connection is really good. Well, I'm back on mobile data again. Um, I don't know why it wasn't working in the beginning. Normally, the mobile ba- data is reliable, but I guess there were some hiccups today. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, have a happy uh, weekend to you, to hey, you, you too, too, and you too. Yes. And we will yeah. chat on Monday. Yeah. Have a fun weekend. Enjoy the long weekend. Bye. Goodbye. Okay,